2: and 12th and it's a beautiful looking day a few clouds in the sky of course we still could use some moisture but the outlook as we'll hear later it says there's going to be some rain possibly some snow it's brought to you by harvard western insurance we don't judge here's another reminder to renew your plates today visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by assiniboia livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock Today, we chat with the Minister of Agriculture about the Next Gen Agriculture Mentorship Program and the federal-provincial meeting scheduled for tomorrow about agri-stability. The wheat growers also issue a statement supporting the CP Rail merger with Kansas City Southern Lines. And we talk with Chair Daryl Fransu about the $25 billion deal and its impact on farmers. Market analyst Errol Anderson gives an update on volatile canola markets and the Soil Conservation Association discusses farm payments for carbon storage. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
0: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Agriculture Minister David Merritt is welcoming the newest group of eight young farm leaders to the Agribition Next Gen Mentorship Program. Merritt says the federal and provincial governments are providing $100,000 to match young leaders with experienced professionals to provide skills and experience for the farm leaders of tomorrow.
3: Well, this is our third intake, Jim, on it. And uh, it's really good to see uh, uh, young people that are, you know, uh, obviously interested in the ag industry. To, to really uh, get engaged in this program, and really what it is is we we uh, put mentors with mentees. We uh, do eight in each session. This is our third intake. This is our third year at it, and it uh, goes for eighteen months. So we're excited about it. And really, what it does is it encourages these uh, these young folks to get engaged in the ag industry, obviously with boards and commissions, and and how that works, and how how they can uh, you know further their their interest in the ag sector and really help us to build the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan as well. Uh, Because we need strong boards, strong commissions and and things like that. We have so many in the ag sector, obviously all the grains and oilseeds and pulses plus all the livestock sector all have boards and commissions and and it just helps these young young people get engaged in that and want to get engaged and further their career in
2: the ag sector. The idea here is to basically help create the farm leaders of tomorrow.
3: That's exactly what it is, and it really, you know, we've got some uh, great uh, mentors as well, you know, like uh, Brett Halstead from the wheat sector and, uh, and folks like that that just keep going on and on. Uh, Joe Barnett, Shelley Jones, uh, obviously with the ministry, Heather Diebold, and, and folks like that. We've had some great mentors, and this is all done through the Canadian Western Agribition, and, uh, you know, uh, we fund, help fund that through the uh, CAP uh, program. Uh, it's a partnership with the federal government, and we uh, we give them a hundred thousand dollars to help uh, you know mentor these uh, young folks. And obviously, you know, uh, last year was kind of a, a bad year with uh, with COVID, obviously, but it uh, it helps take these young folks to conferences mm-hmm. and things like that, and and just get engaged in the ag sector as a whole.
2: Now, another issue: you've got a meeting with the federal minister of agriculture tomorrow, and uh, with your provincial counterparts. What do you hope to see accomplished from it?
3: well i i hope we can come to you know uh, a conclusion on this obviously there's uh, still some questions that we want answered and and i want to hear from my colleagues you know we've been asking for this meeting since december to be really to ask my colleagues across the country on on what level of participation and where they're at with it so uh that's what we're really hoping to and i hope we can come to uh you know a conclusion on this and and uh, there's obviously some questions that still have to be answered and and those questions I hope she, she can answer tomorrow, and and I want to hear from my colleagues on on what their positions are as well, and we, we don't know that, and uh, that's really what the, what the call is
2: about. My understanding for Saskatchewan, cost, and I think some of the other prairie provinces is a big issue.
3: Well, it is. It's huge. I mean, obviously the province of Saskatchewan has hit the hardest. I mean, we have 40% of the arable land in all of Canada in this, uh, in this province. So, obviously, we're really hit the hardest, and if you do it on a per capita basis, we are, obviously, we're the highest, and, and it's, no, it's no offense to the other jurisdictions at all, it's just, it, it's a huge cost to us, and uh, when, obviously, when we're going through the budget process and uh, the fiscal capacity of the province as a whole, we have to look at everything, and, and we are, so that's the discussion, you know, that I want to bring to the table tomorrow with the federal minister.
2: So, you're hoping to see something accomplished, though?
3: Yes, uh, yes. I, yes. Uh, I think uh, I think we're all hoping to see this come to an end at at some point tomorrow.
2: Spring seeding is around the corner. How soon do you think farmers will be on the land?
3: Well, I think probably in the southwest. You know, I know some of them like to, you know, obviously get going the first part of April and get uh, really try and capture the the moisture that is there. Obviously, we're challenged, uh, you know, right, right across the province and parts of the province where moisture con- is a concern. Um, you know, even in in the areas where I live too, it's the same way. So. You know, I, I mean, we're here. We're probably a, a long, you know close to a month away before people get going. We're hoping to see some spring moisture. We usually do get some, and hopefully, we still will. And but I mean, the the southwest corner probably gets going here in the next few weeks. I mean, once the nights aren't freezing anymore and we see some daytime temperature warming, uh, that's probably first and foremost. The farmers will they'll get out there and they'll check the ground temperature and see where it's at, and then they'll make their decision on when they're going to start
2: david Merritt is the minister of agriculture for the province of saskatchewan
0: back to saskatchewan agriculture today with jim smalley on 620
2: ckrm The canadian wheat growers association says the 25 billion dollar merger between cp rail and kansas city southern rail lines will benefit prairie farmers Wheat Growers Chair Daryl Fransu of Glassland says the new rail system will ensure Canadian grain has a growing market to ship to.
4: I think it's a, it's an exciting deal for the Canadian economy as a whole, I think presently for Canadian farmers there's there's not a whole lot of benefits, but in the, in the long term it, it's a backstop in case there's problems that we have in the, on the west coast or the east coast uh, shipping areas we have a, a work stoppage, that allows us to move the grain south. So I, all in all, it's, it's a win for the Canadian economy, and, and it will be a good thing for Western Canadian farmers.
2: You see it allowing certain access for Saskatchewan farmers, for example, to more markets?
4: For sure. As we open up new markets and send more grain south, It's a good thing. It's just a streamlined process to get grain down there. You know, in in the near term, there's niche crops like canary seed and whatnot that could benefit from lower freight rates. So, like I said, it it's an overall benefit. It's a small benefit right now, but it could pay big dividends in the long run.
2: Yeah, most of the flow seems to go east west, but you're saying this is now a new north south route.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a. It opens up that opportunity and streamlines things where where freight rates could compete with ocean freight rates in in the long term. You know, freight rates on the on the water are so cheap right now that the rail has a tough time competing on long hauls. But there there's a time in the history where the freight rates, the ocean freight rates, have been very high and, and rail can compete. So it's another option for farmers, and and I see that as a positive.
2: The agriculture ministers have a meeting on Thursday. What are your hopes in seeing what comes out of it?
4: You know, I've, I've always said in, in politics that there's there has to be some compromise. I, I've seen compromise from one side and not the other side. I hope the, the other side does come to the middle and we can get a deal done that is palatable for the prairie provinces. Um, I, I don't think we'll get there. I'll be very surprised if our Saskatchewan Ag Minister does sign on. And there's valid reasons for that. I think we, we need as much money invested in agriculture as possible. but We have to look after the taxpayers at the same time. So time will tell. If if the other side will come to the middle a little bit, then we can have a deal that that works better for everyone.
2: Do you feel stability? the changes proposed, would be beneficial?
4: The changes proposed do not do a whole lot for grain farmers in particular, but they do help other sectors of the industry. Like I said, any time that we can get money invested into agriculture is a good thing, but it has to make sense for everyone. So I hope that we can get a deal done, and, and we can move on quite frankly. We've spent so much time on agro-stability over the last two to four years that we, we've we missed the boat on, on other opportunities and other issues that are even more concerning than than BRMs. Like what? You know, trade issues are a big thing, and we're always on top of them, but we spend so much time on BRMs that we forget about about other issues like trade, uh, like public trust, like stuff like that.
2: Yeah, trade with China may be a b- bigger issue. The Prime Minister has signed on board with a group of other countries putting some new requirements or limitations on chinese officials abroad
4: it's definitely concerning because they are one of our biggest markets uh when it when it comes to human rights you have to say we can't compromise but but time we get in a little spat with china you wonder what's going to happen at the farm gate for farmers in in Western Canada.
2: Daryl Franzu is the chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your
5: realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at com. Lindsay Smith had a chance to talk to Brett Anderson from AccuWeather, To get a forecast and talk about some of the conditions here in the spring, because obviously spring weather is such a variable when it comes to seeding and planting timing. So Brett has a forecast for both western and eastern Canada. Here's Lindsay Smith's conversation with Brett Anderson of AccuWeather.
6: Was talking to several agronomists in western Canada yesterday, and definitely the biggest concern for the west is dryness. So maybe let's start in the west and we'll work our way east. Catch us up just on on how dry we're starting out right now before we look ahead.
7: Yeah, I was just looking at some statistics. Uh, Now, Environment Canada is usually a little bit slow updating their data, I wish it was a little bit faster, but latest uh, information we have uh, up through March 1st is that uh, much of Southern Saskatchewan right up through Southwestern Manitoba uh, soil moisture is only running 40% or less compared to normal, so well below normal. Those areas are also in severe to extreme drought already. So that uh, that's a big red flag here as we get later into the season, certainly a, a big concern.
6: We're at this point, give or take a couple weeks, we're already in a pretty huge deficit. So looking forward, do you have good news? in the trends and the forecasts or I'm a little afraid yeah, of I don't have any
7: good news. I'm not going to say it's bad news, but I'm not going to say I don't, I don't, I do not have any, I'm looking for good news. I just don't see it right now. Uh, right now, we're still under the influence of a La Nina. What is a La Nina? That's the abnormal cooling of the Pacific waters along the equator. And what that does, it alters the jet stream pattern across the Pacific. And usually when we have a La Nina, we typically see most of our storms coming up through British Columbia, fairly strong ones at that. And then once they cross the mountains as they usually do, they pretty much dissipate and lose all their moisture and get a lot of wind and dry weather across the Prairie region. Now, it looks like La Nina is slowly weakening a little bit, but its influence is gonna persist likely uh, through the spring. So what does that tell me? It tells me more storminess across British Columbia, but then again, as we get into the Prairie region, it does look like warmer or slightly drier conditions will likely dominate uh, through a good part of the spring, which again is not very good news we want to hear uh, for much of this drought region. And so if this forecast does pan out, um, I'm very concerned that we could be seeing expanding extreme drought uh, later in the spring. And if that's the case, usually if we have those type of conditions late in spring, it just gets a lot worse during the summer and it gets a lot drier, and it also gets a lot hotter, so hopefully things turn around here April and May. but right now, the forecast does not suggest that at this point.
6: What would it take to potentially turn that around? How does the La Nina dissipate
7: yeah it, it's the winds, uh, changing the winds uh across the Pacific, and that uh moves water uh, surface water from west to east across the region, so we're seeing some indications of it weakening, but I just don't, nothing that I've looked at lately suggests a steady weakening of this. And there's also a delay factor or the influence of uh, La Nina or El Nino. Uh, there's a delay factor. So even though maybe weakening its influence is still going to be felt for several months, uh, you know, as it's weakening. So uh, right now uh, that's the strongest influence still as you go into the spring is going to be La Nina in uh Unless we see that completely shut down, uh, I don't see much change in the storm track coming into uh, British Columbia and then leaving uh, much of the southern prairies warmer and slightly drier than normal.
6: Not the greatest news for those who are looking for that moisture, unfortunately. Although I suppose it's a it's a bit of a warning, which we are ahead of the seeding season, so farmers can I suppose do what they can to conserve what yes. soil moisture is there so i mean that's something if you're anticipating a dry spring
5: this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com
2: it's your agri-weather forecast on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 ckrm farm weather is brought to you by shepherd realty in regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in saskatchewan Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, increasing cloudiness. Wind southeast, 30 gusting to 50. The high today, 7 degrees. 30% chance of evening flurries or rain showers. The low, 0 Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries or rain showers changing to 60% chance of rain showers. Gusty winds becoming northwest 30 late in the afternoon. The high, Thursday, plus 6, the low, minus 5. Friday, partly cloudy, the high, plus 1, the low, minus 7. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high, plus 5, the low, minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high, 11 degrees, the low, minus 1. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries and windy, the high plus 2, the low minus 11. Tuesday, sunny with a high forecast of 0. Normal high for this date, plus 4 now, the more normal low, minus 9. The Sun rose at 6.52 this morning, it sets at 7.17 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Assiniboia, south of Jaw, 7. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 16. Estevan is 3 saskatoon four swift current six weyburn is two yorkton is minus three degrees cloudy and regina plus four that's 39 fahrenheit winds are from the south southeast at 39 gusting to 52 humidity is 53 percent the barometer dropping 101.2 cloudy and moose jaw plus six winds are from the south at 37 gusting to 54 once again regina cloudy and four that's 39 fahrenheit back in a moment
0: this spring apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from gowan canada before seeding your canola maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow always read and follow label directions from gowan canada you're listening to saskatchewan agriculture today with 620 ckrm
2: agri-news director jim smalley This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Canola saw a big drop on the markets late last week, but by the start of this week seemed to recover a bit. Errol Anderson of Pro Market Communications in Calgary provides an update.
5: Well, the recovery that we did see this past uh, week on canola has really been because of the strong gains in soy oil. Uh, soy oil prices have really gone into the stratosphere and tested multi-year highs. In fact, we haven't seen these highs on the oil side uh, since 2012. Uh, the May contract uh, did go up to over 58 cents per pound. Again, the starting point last fall was 30 cents. So, it just gives you an idea of how strong this market has moved. But what drove this market back up was announcement that uh, uh, biodiesel uh, would be encouraged uh, using uh, soy oil as well and that sparked the last leg back up and that basically, to me, rescued the canola market. It pulled the canola market uh, up from about uh, on the May contract at $750, back up over $800. We saw this market move up toward $805, and now uh, we're chattering between about $770 to $785. So this market is really swinging, uh, very difficult to predict day by day. Uh, right now I do view the May contract with support at $7770. Uh, again, anytime time we go over $800, it tends to run into trouble. Uh, if we start breaking 7.70 on the downside, then technically the next support down is down to 7.40. So I guess volatility is the word.
2: Anderson was asked about negative market trends on the horizon.
5: Well, you know, we're get, we're approaching the end of the crop year, and uh, my, my view is that the demand for uh, soybeans and canola will start to decline gradually. Um, now, this doesn't mean that these high prices won't go away, but uh, we're going to get more volatile. So uh, have we seen the peak for this crop here? My opinion, yes, Uh, but I can be wrong in a flash. Um, This market's gonna be very, very choppy. The new crop, we're noticing, is starting to move down slightly. The November, which was around 635 a metric ton, is down in that 615, uh, 610 area. Again, I think $600 a ton is the floor price on November. But we're seeing the basis levels also weaken a little bit on new crop. The basis levels were terrific. They were a a premium. Uh, They're still premium in many locations. Some locations have started to go negative. So it really varies from buyer to buyer.
2: That's Errol Anderson with Pro Market Communications in Calgary.
0: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source
2: 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. The Saskatchewan Soil Conservation Association and 10 producer groups all say that a carbon offset system needs to recognize zero-till and continuous cropping. The federal government's proposed regulations use the terms additionality and business as usual, which would essentially exclude no-till continuous cropping from being eligible for carbon credits. Jocelyn Velastuck farms near Broadview and is a director with the Saskatchewan Soil Conservation Association. She says no-till continuous cropping needs to be recognized in a carbon sequestration system. That's because an estimated 9 million new tons of carbon is sequestered in our province each year.
8: It's being done widely in the prairies, and we have data showing that even after 30 years, there's incremental changes, positive changes, in the soil carbon that we're putting in the ground. So we're putting more carbon in the ground than we're taking out, even 30 years after adoption of these practices. So we're saying, let's just measure that, and uh, let's develop a protocol where we can get that money for the value for those carbon credits back to the farmers.
2: Volestick says the carbon sequestered each year by Saskatchewan farmers can help Canada meet climate change goals.
8: There's a lot of science behind measuring soil carbon and it's very complex. It's not straightforward. And we're saying to go with the science. Those issues of additionality and business as usual are just wording and policy and they're not based on science. So if we want a real offset and we want to measure it and then give the farmer credit for that, that's what we're saying.
2: The Saskatchewan Soil Conservation Association says any offset program must also include farmer ownership of soil carbon credits, a registry that allows farmers to bank their credits, an effective price discovery mechanism, and full transparency basis costs. Needless to say, the discussions with government are lengthy and detailed.
8: Not everything we do when you're working with government to help develop policy is, is out there and, and is firing farmers up. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of... Um, news releases that we've done and interviews that we've done that really haven't got a lot of attention, I guess. But we're still out there. We're still really pushing to put this forward for farmers and making sure that we get listened to. And and having been at the forefront of that, I, I can say that representing all these farm groups, we have done our very best To this point, we've done our very best to make sure this moves forward and has the most benefit for for farmers and for the province.
2: The carbon tax is a lightning rod in Saskatchewan, and many believe farmer conservation efforts over the last 30 years have not been recognized by Ottawa. Valestics' producer groups are doing their best in presenting a science-based argument to federal officials.
8: We've been very diplomatic in our our approach to this and um, working with John Bennett on this. He's been on this file for a long time and, and um, he's been, you know, kind of a, a guide on how to um, talk about this and, and and he's been adamant that a regulatory system within the government will be best for both the province as well as for farmers.
2: The 60-day comment period on the proposed carbon offset regulations are open until May 5th. The Soil Conservation Association and all 10 producer groups are encouraging farmers to express their view. That would
8: mean emailing the government expressing your concerns about you know, how much farmers could gain from this and, and be able to be in a carbon market, maybe even have carbon as a commodity. And how much more technology farmers can take on if, carbon has a value then farmers will figure out how to put more carbon in the ground and we need a really good protocol and it's got to start with no-till continuous cropping.
2: Jocelyn Velastic from Broadview is a director with both the Saskatchewan Soil Conservation Association and the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. The
0: Market Updates
2: with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM, a and avonlea If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed. Canola gained a dollar 40 at 71877. One red spring wheat fell 335 at 27218. The rest unchanged. Durham three twelve thirty two. Feed barley two fifty six ninety five. Flax eight ninety one eighty. Lentils six forty four fifty. Oats two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas three ninety two eighty nine. Feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. Minneapolis spring wheat May futures down five and three quarter cents at six twenty four and a half cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes.
1: Assiniboia Livestock had a pre-sort sale on March 9th and a regular cow and bull sale on March 10th. 300 to 400 pound steers sold from 226 to 253. 400 to 450 pound steers sold from 247 to 253. 450 to 500 pound steers sold from 241 to 244. 500 to 550 pound steers sold from 235 to 244. 550 to 600-pound steers sold for 216 to 232. 600 to 650-pound steers sold from 207 to 219. 650 to 700-pound steers sold from 194 to 210. 700 to 800-pound steers sold from 186 to 205. 800 to 900-pound steers sold from 174 to 186. Heifers are 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. The cows are up a couple cents from our last sale. Heiferettes sold from 114 to 122. D1 and D2 cows sold from 81 to 92 cents. D3 cows sold from 50 to 65 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 102 to 113. This is Jordan Stevens with the Sinneboy Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day.
2: And the latest pork prices $206.77 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. An agreement has reportedly been reached between an Alberta carbon capture and storage project and a northwestern Alberta chemical plant developer that could result in building a second large-scale system. Enhance Energy says it has agreed to work with Nautical Energy Limited on the capture and sequestration of up to 1 million tons of CO2 per year from Nautical's $2.6 billion proposed methanol facility to be built near Grand Prairie. The privately-held Enhance recently celebrated storing its one-millionth ton of CO2. Nautical CEO and co-founder Mark Tonner says the project, first announced in 2018, is expected to be in service in 2025 after a three-year construction period, assuming capital funding can be arranged. A skyscraper-sized container ship has become wedged across Egypt's Suez Canal, blocking all traffic in the vital waterway. The ship's stranding is threatening to disrupt a global shipping system already strained by the COVID-19 pandemic. The MV Ever Given, a Panama-flagged ship that carries cargo between Asia and Europe, ran aground yesterday. Images showed the ship's bow was touching the eastern wall while its stern looked lodged against the western wall. Gains in the energy sector helped boost Canada's main stock index in late-morning trading as the price of oil topped U.S. $60 per barrel again and U.S. stock markets climbed higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 105 points at 18,775. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 284 points at 32,707. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.66 cents U.S. compared with 79.61 cents on Tuesday. The May crude oil contract was up $2.69 at $60.45 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today.